Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. I'm very excited to be back and joining me as always is my co-host. Uh, the page here says your name is Hannah. Hannah. Hey, nice, nice to, meet you. to meet you as well. <laughs> Never seen your face around here. No. Happy New Year, Steve. Oh my gosh. Happy is it New too Year. late to say that? It's, it's January 7th. What is the, is today the statue of limitation? Today's the 8th. <laughs> okay, it's the 8th. <laughs> That seems worse than the seventh. I feel like on the seventh it probably was appropriate, but now that it's the eighth, I, I think. Yeah. Actually, on the seventh, I would have had something else to say, which we will talk about later. Oh, a little teaser for something what's to that come. neither of us realized yesterday. Yesterday. Oh yeah. Okay. I did realize. I just. <laughs> I I couldn't be bothered. Oh. Okay. I know. Happy birthday, Nick Cage. Oh my God. Happy birthday, Nicolas Cage. We saw your new movie on your birthday and we, didn't yeah. know. We contributed to 50% of your box office gains for this weekend. Had a very hard time finding the box office gains for this weekend. We will talk about our journey <laughs> for this weekend, but welcome back, everyone. Happy to be here. Uh, happy to be back in the saddle it's podcasting been a while. again. It's Last been, year, yeah. we only did one episode. Or two episodes. This year, we have only done one episode so far. It's 2023. I have lost track of all time and space. <laughs> Last year, 2022. I don't know if you remember this, but a few moments ago, we went through the whole Happy New Year. What's the Statue of Limitations? Uh-huh. Oh, the 7th? Is it the 8th? It's January. Uh, yeah. 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 So last year, we only last did Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Oh. Wow. Yes. Is that true? I was like, yeah, yeah, but that was in April. That was just a few mere months ago. Yeah, I, it was. I literally blanked in that amount of time. So you guys can clock on your iPhones right now and see how much time it took for Steve to disassociate. Anyway, here iPhones. we are. iPhones, okay. Well. Um, really sorry. segregating a part of our audience. Or Zunes, or Razors, <laughs> or Sidekicks. Jukes. Anyway. Just move on. I think move we've on. lost like our ability to banter well. Everybody's episode is somebody's first episode. And this is our first in a long time. We've lost all of our audience. I haven't spoken to you since April. How have you been? I know. It's been really weird because every time Hannah like speaks up, she'd be like, Steve, what do you what do you want for dinner tonight? I'd be like, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. We, we live together. I don't we know. We need to monetize this content. Mention that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> think people know all right let's get into it this okay. week we watched through hell or high water we through were nick and thin. through nick and thin we were able to find a way to watch nicholas cage's new movie the old way uh which of course came out this year in 2023 and i will just address off the top that we did of course skip butcher's crossing that movie has only been released at a film festival so far it has, it has not had a which wide release yet we weren't invited to and i it's feel a that's upsetting. a personal slight yeah Against me more than Steve. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I think actually what happened is, and I think you were embarrassed to tell me about it, but we got an invitation in the mail, but it said Mm -hmm. for Steve, not Hannah. Oh. And this is, this is what I hypothesize Mm -hmm. because it seems a little bit insane that like we wouldn't be invited. So I feel like it's me, right? Yeah, so I did get that letter in the mail. You're uh-huh, right. Yeah. And I was about to tell you. And then you said, no, 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 save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we have to monetize this content, uh, which we don't monetize anymore. <laughs> yeah. So um, very briefly, this movie, plot-wise, Nick Cage is an old-school gunslinger in the 1800s Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, oh, my God. How long was I out? Huh. What year is it? 2023 (laughs) (laughs) fucking crushed it uh here we are so we're gonna get this uh podcast started off in a more normalized way than we have i think we're just giddy just happy to be back yeah here we are um all right so yeah what's the movie about you were going through it and we both fell asleep that's it and honestly my notes for this movie are like something something cowboy something something who cares generic cowboy movie (laughs) This is the second movie that Steve has had to take notes in a movie theater. Yes. But so, this time... I did, sat in the back. Yes, I did. Didn't disturb anybody. My notes app on dark mode with my um, 
the the night brightness? vision. No, not night the vision. <laughs> With your night vision on. Brightness all the way down. <laughs> My night vision goggles on. <laughs> no, what do they call it? Dark dark mode. mode. No, what's the night one? The mode. blue light that that removes the blue light. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> Point. <laughs> So before I tried to handwrite notes for Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and as they were we all eligible. know, when you listen back to that episode, we're like, what happened next? I don't remember. So hopefully this one will be a, b- a little bit better, even though this movie is far worse. <laughs> so we're going to get into it as we always do. And that means that Hannah's going to get us started off with some behind the scenes information, some facts and figures about this movie, and maybe a little bit about Nicolas Cage and where he's at in his life. What, so what? take it away. Hannah. Our 59-year-old Nicolas Cage as of yesterday, January 7th, today's January 8th. Okay, The Old Way came out on January 6th, 2023. Yeah, Friday. Limited release, Friday. Mm -hmm. We saw it on Saturday, so we're early adopters. (laughs) We're early adopters. The rest of the world's going to follow in our footsteps. (laughs) They saw what we did and then said, I need a piece of that. I had a hard time finding box office rating, whatever, I wonder any, why they made millions. Any money. <laughs> made millions but and millions I will say that I found for this past weekend a list of all of the movies that made money at the box office. It was not on that list. What? But the top three were Avatar. Avatar. And then in a close second, Megan, which oh. says a lot about how people don't care about Avatar if Megan's going to be at a close second. Yeah, we have a hot take in this house that Avatar is white hot trash. I don't think it's white hot trash. I think that I really enjoyed it in 2007 Eight, when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I get nauseous from 3D movies, so mm. I didn't like it the first time, but I, I went back to the theater uh-huh, okay. and saw it a second time mm-hmm. without the 3D, and I greatly enjoyed it. It was just Pocahontas, yeah, but I thought it was cool and like revolutionary for probably a year. And then I forgot that it happened, and here we are, what, uh, 12 years later? Yeah. We're not here to talk about it, but I (laughs) will say that when you said, I get nauseous, I could have swore you were going to say that I get nauseous at derivative storytelling and not not 3D. (laughs) I could have swore you were going to say that. That would have been way more hilarious (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know i'm the funny one and that's why i got invited to the world premiere for this movie (laughs) burn on me no you're great um our fans love you more i don't think that's true i think that's anyway megan made money i think that doesn't say much great things about avatar and then in third place is puss in boots which i also actually want to see i've heard it's great sounds awesome yeah the animation looks really different than the original shrek i wonder if it's a different Mm -hmm. group is it still i assume it's still dreamworks DreamWorks. yeah okay fucking off topic here we are it i remember when we were looking at our tickets the imdb rating came up and it said it was at an eight point something on saturday it's sunday now and it's at a 7.1 out of 10 so i predicted it's going to continue to drop but the rotten tomatoes score has stayed pretty consistently steady at a 36 percent 36 is low 36 (laughs) is lower than i feel like we've seen in a while i feel like nick's been on a real good streak of movies um he has six in various stages of development right now so expect some awesome movies renfield looks really fun it does i watched the trailer did you watch the trailer i did also watch the trailer he's not in it a ton but you know hey he looks like a great supporting cast in the second time awful but he looks like a great supporting cast member (laughs) second time third time second time he's played a vampire yes 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 um and then a few other movies, which we're excited to review in the near future. Yeah. But today we're here to talk about the old way, and we keep getting off topic talking about movies like Avatar. <laughs> this particular movie, I remember fondly, it was only a day ago, but it will stay in my long-term memory forever as an impression had on me. There were about 5 million different production companies listed <laughs> at the beginning of this movie, right yeah. after the, whatever, all the, the trailers and stuff. Yeah. I can list them. Sabin Films, Intercut Capital, Trifold Pictures, Capstone Studios, Echo Wolf Productions, and 
Saturn Films, which is Nicolas Cage's own production company. Yeah. So, and I think like three in, <laughs> yeah. I turned to Steve and I was like, oh, another. Well, oh, it was so funny another. too because we were waiting for Saturn Films. We were like, yeah, we were like, okay, well, it's going to be Saturn. And so the first one was Saban or Sabin or however you pronounce it. And like they, it starts with a zoom in on like a little arch and we're like, oh, that's the rings of Saturn. Here we go. And then it said oh, okay. S A. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one is Capstone, which is a sea around the globe. So you see a planet in rings around the planet. And you're like, oh, here it is. Sat-. And it's, oh, no, okay, that's not it. And then it's like, okay, Saturn. All right, great, good. That has to be the lowest. And then, like, and then there were like four five more. more. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, I don't know. Maybe they each paid like $15 and needed to. <laughs> honestly that's probably like the amount of budget that they had like they paid nick probably and then it was just like what do we do now i don't know we got like three horses in a field they filmed in montana i don't know it was probably pretty cheap to film in montana it was directed by a man named brett donahue and the way i'm pronouncing that seems to be the way that it's spelled d-o-n-o-w-h-o oh which is frustrates me to know (laughs) um i couldn't find much about any previous credits he's had because he's had some but i have never seen these movies or heard of them so i didn't think that it was worth noting the one thing i think is worth noting is that there is a wordpress article about him Mm -hmm. that is very obviously written by him um, it said something along the lines of if you like movies you may like brett he's very talented (laughs) which reminded me of Uh a movie that we watched recently Oh, yeah. I believe in Santa. Oh, my God. This was the funniest revelation. We were talking about this with a group of friends, and then somebody goes, did you read the lead actor's bio from this movie? His name is John Ducey. The, from the I Believe from the, in Santa I Believe movie. in Santa movie. Hilarious. Okay, it's, well, the plot of I Believe in Santa is oh, it's yeah. an adult man who still believes in Santa Claus. Right. And, you know, he falls in love thinking that, oh, what woman would fall in love with this absolute psychopath? Like, they do not do a good job of writing around it. Um, But his bio is like, he's a contemporary of Ben Affleck. And (laughs) literally the first line. No, it goes, yeah, yeah, it goes, John Ducey grew up. Oh, wait, it was in like, I'm I'm ruining this. No, it's okay. It said, John Ducey grew up in this small town in New York. You know, it's just west of Albany. It literally spelled out the words, you know. know." (laughs) Which I... I What professional IMDb biography is going to have a little quip like, you know, just west of Albany? Right. Like any... any buddy who any celebrity interview that you hear they say well you can never really trust imdb or wikipedia you know, they're they're never really totally accurate but like who else is updating john fucking Ducey's just IMDb him he page? talks he speaks for probably like three paragraphs about his like pre-med track that he took oh in college. my god he does And how like, if he never became an actor he still like yeah. aspires to be a you know a doctor and it's like go ahead sir it's it's go ahead good sir go to medical school your services are not needed here services are no longer needed (laughs) his bio reads a lot like i could have made it to the nfl if it weren't for this bum (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like i could be like ben affleck he literally talks about ben affleck like twice the good thing about this wordpress article with the director brett donahue is that he doesn't make any excuses all right all he says is yeah Yeah. that's why we're talking about Uh, this all he says is like if you like movies, you might like actors and directors and producers. Brett's really talented, so you might like him too. That's like pretty much what it is. And then, it's, and then he talks about his family. Anyway, okay. so that's like pretty much all I could find about this director. Wild. I mentioned it was filmed in Montana in October of 2021. Listen okay. to this. The prop assistant and armory master, Hannah Gu- Gutierrez-Reed. Okay. Um, daughter of another famous armor in whatever the film industry was criticized of mishandling firearms and discharged a weapon without warning. Nicholas Cage walked off of set. He should. Do you remember something else happened recently? Recently? Not the Alec Baldwin thing. That was years ago. It was after this. And it's the same woman. The same woman? It's the same armor. So she fucked up in the old way. Causing Nick Cage to walk off set because he was pissed about this mishandling. She fired the weapon without warning. And then she 
like just mishandled the the weapons i guess it was i i, I didn't look too much into it because sure. i you know obviously this isn't what this podcast is right about. you're not an investigative journalist no. yeah but you should look it up if you haven't read about it alec baldwin fired a prop gun Right, and that was supposed to be handled by this woman, no, and he exactly. accidentally killed someone. And it, yeah, it misfired, and he killed the cinematographer of the movie. Right. And injured, like, another person. Unreal. So, yeah. Well, and I know Nick Cage in particular got a lot of flack when he did, I think it was Vampire's Kiss, yeah. speaking of vampires. And he shot Where he a used prop a prop gun, gun he mouth. stuck it in his mouth, and he shot it, which, like, wasn't in the script. He was like, oh, I'm improving. I'm just feeling the moment. And they're like, no, 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 like, these can misfire, and mm-hmm. that could have killed you right then and there. Yeah. Like, that's just supposed which to be shows- a prop growth for nick i think maturity and growth i agree he is 59 now was 57 i suppose when he was filming that 59 doesn't look a day Day over over 65 (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i thought that was kind of wild that That movie is is called rust and production was paused until january 2023 it said i don't know if it's going to continue it sounds familiar i feel like it might maybe it is coming out i don't know well, produ- like production was halted. Oh, of course, so yeah. yeah. Now January, tw- like this month, they are supposedly going to restart mm. production. So I- we'll see. I okay. Nick's not in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about so many movies: Avatar, Puss in Boots. I know, I know, I know. I believe in Santa. All right. Well, we're gonna keep talking about this movie, but we're gonna right. talk about Nicolas Cage and all the things that have happened in 2022 in right. his life that I have time to talk about because I know that we've spent a lot of time on this. We need to get to the movie. Ah, oh, 15 minutes in. It's all um, good. And a little bit about his thoughts on the old way. Ooh. So this is actually the first traditional western that Nick has been in. Which we know because we. I thought so. His movies. Yeah, I thought um, so. So Nick is, you know, well known as being a lover of the genre and just his, a lover. Just a lover. He's my lover. Just a passionate, tender lover. <laughs> He's Steve's lover, apparently. <laughs> Very intimate details. Oh yeah. Um, his favorite western is Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. And Nick has said that he is mystified that it has taken this long for a director producer to call him and ask him to be in a Western. He said, now get this. He goes, he goes, I have a Mojave drawl because I'm from California, but I've been living in Nevada for a long time. So that means that I can't do Shakespeare very well. But I can certainly put on boots and a hat and be in a Western. That's not the reason you can't do Shakespeare very well. (laughs) Like, let's be honest with ourselves here. Like, I look, no. Well, the only time we've ever heard him try a British accent was in A Christmas Carol. No, I think he went straight American accent. No, it was like a little twinge of him trying. What was the movie with Hayden Christensen where he just closed his eye instead of wearing an eye patch? (laughs) I forget. Uh, The Prisoner or the, The Outsider or... Yeah, the yeah, outsider. The outsider, something did like that. Did he have that. a British accent in that? I think he did like a it, fake oh, Scottish it, oh, accent. It, oh. Yeah. oh, really? I think he did a Scottish accent. Oh. Yeah. That's harder than Look, a, we know he's a, a master of accents. In book in uh, no, National Treasure a, 2 Book of Secrets, he does a British oh accent. Oh <laughs> my god, you're so right. Amazing. But um where was I going with that with accents? I don't know. Doesn't matter. What else you got? <laughs> I have a picture to show you. So oh, on August 22nd, 2022, he showed up at a Las Vegas grocery store and surprised fans with a new hairdo. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. All right. That picture. Can you describe? So that picture, I'm trying to think of a very creative way to explain There's another photo too. There's another one. Okay. Oh, another one of the same picture wow honestly he looks kind of good in that picture i love it but so to set the scene nick cage has a dark brown black maybe some salt and pepper in there goatee Mm -hmm. he's got very big let's say 90s style sunglasses he's clearly indoors they're kind of cat eye shaped a little bit yeah 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 trapezoidal he's inside a grocery store oh that's right las vegas there's bottles of alcohol around him which makes sense for vegas right but i am burying the lead here with that bright crimson red hair just beautiful like the red version of ninja just with that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you remember the fortnite streamer with the blue hair yeah jesus christ but honestly he looks he looks like somebody plucked him from the 90s either either i'm I'm just gonna come out and say this this is his best look (laughs) 
This works. Really? You this think works? works on him. I think the picture without the sunglasses where he's just in his oh, home yeah, he and he's awesome. smiling. I thought he looked kind of good with he it. He looks great. I, it looks fun. But this picture. It's sprouting with the, out of his head like luscious. I don't like, know. Yeah. Grass on fire, you like, know? <laughs> like, like, a, like a Batman villain. <laughs> like the male version of Poison Ivy. Oh my God. Yeah. He looks, yeah. He could be the Joker with this. Joker has green New, new hair. age Joker. New age Joker. Red okay. Joker. Red, jo- red Joker. You know, you know the infamous Red Joker. They got Red Hulk. Why not Red Joker? Why not Red Joker? Who giving Nick a call? Let's, let's call <laughs> after we already invited him to the wedding. Yeah, who becomes? The offer still stands, Nick. We will kick out our aunts and uncles just so that you can be there. We, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've invited a few people with guests that we don't really want to invite with guests. No. We'd rather invite you and your wife. I'd, I was going to say something very offensive, but I think our parents listen to this. So anyway, what's next, Hen? <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I said that we were going to go through some 2022 things in September. He gave birth. He, he <laughs> his gave wife birth. gave birth to his first daughter. Oh, that's right. Her name is August, named after his father, oh. Francesca Coppola Cage. <laughs> August Francesca. August Francesca. Okay, it's kind of a cool name. It's a lot. It's a mouthful. It's a lot. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it's like Franz Stalinovich Fedovichkevich from, oh, from from Dodgeball. Yeah, but it's it's nice. Yeah, less ethnic. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, she's Romanovian. <laughs> but, I mean, he named his it's other cute. son Cal L. Yeah. yeah, he named... This is, like, the most normal name he's given any of his children. Eh, Weston's somewhat normal. I like August. Yeah, me too. I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, a few articles that I read. First one, he declared himself a Star Trek fan, and he denounced any invitations to be in the Star Wars franchise, apparently got an invitation to be in the Mandalorian, and said, fuck that. Wow. He said, I'm a Trekkie man. I'm on the Star Trek. I'm on the Enterprise. That's where I roll. Wow. I wonder, so something Star Wars does a lot is they put really famous celebrities, but in, uh, like, helmets, uh, Stormtrooper helmets. So, like, Daniel Craig was just a stormtrooper who never took his helmet off and is he like a huge star wars fan yeah so like that's something they offer to celebrities they probably offered him i that. wonder if that's what they offered and he was like well i'm not gonna wear it. i want to take my helmet off and they were like no sorry we don't really have a so role then for he's you. like Fuck i'm a star trekkie wars. through and I'm through a trekkie. <laughs> he said he loves william shatner which is deeply unsurprising yeah <laughs> deeply unsurprising <laughs> yeah that's a great way to put it i don't have anything to add to that in October of 2022, there was a article by Empire that came out and Nick shared that he really wants to do a musical. He wants David Lynch to direct Jesus Christ Superstar Yikes. so that Nick can be one of the characters in it. Right. And I thought that this would be a good time to remind everyone, and I believe I've shared this in a previous episode, that Nick's go-to karaoke song is Purple Rain by Prince. Ugh. That's not like a get the crowd pumping song. He said that he butchers it every time. And it's so. also not like a show off your vocal chops song. He said it? he has no vocal chops. He's very self-aware when it comes to his musical abilities. I could see him doing like a like like how Christopher Walken was one of the monkeys in the Jungle Book where he just kind of talked his way through a song. You know what I mean? Did you see that live action Jungle Book? No. Yeah. He wants to play Pontius Pilate in Jesus Christ Superstar. So maybe that's oh. one of those like fast talking characters. Yeah. I wonder if he'd ever do a rap. Lin Manuel Miranda and Nicolas Cage. That. Get those two in a room. Oh my God. <laughs> Star quality. Star Trek musical. Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh my God. Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. But it's also a rap. That means I'd have to watch it for this. <laughs> so. Don't wish these things on us. In a Vanity Fair article, Nick shared that he was <laughs> shocked as a child to learn that he is not alien and he has normal organs and a normal skeleton. How did he learn that, do you think? He went to the doctor and they did an x-ray. Oh, okay. And the last thing that I will share is there is a new National Treasure series on Disney+. Plus. Nicolas Cage, unfortunately, is not in it, and apparently mm-hmm. he's just been too busy. He has yeah. a lot of things in the works, and um, he was asked to be in it, was just too busy to be in it, but they keep saying that there's going to be a National Treasure 3 movie. Mm-hmm. Jerry Bruckheimer keeps talking about it. Haven't seen it. Not sure if we're going to see it, 
But if we see it, Nick Cage apparently will be in it. It might depend on the success of the TV show. Yeah, I, it could like bridge yeah. the two worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Between worlds. Remember that movie? Yeah, I do. Uh, so we actually watched like the first episode and a half of the National Treasure series. Mostly because we wanted to see if Nick like cameoed. And I know Riley's in it at some point. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but it might just be a cameo at the very end where he'll just step out of his Lamborghini from the first movie and just be like, hey, you young woman from the lead of this show, I need your help with a treasure hunt. And then put on a pair of sunglasses and they ride off in his Lamborghini into the sunset. Um, Very cute. That's my theory, but... We also had a theory that the the show is set in like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so far for seemingly no reason. We there could be a strong reason as to why. Yeah, Some, we only watched something, the first something, episode. Treasure, something, something. But yeah, we hypothesized that they figured the only way to get Nick to actually show up yeah. for production would be if they either made it take place in any town in Louisiana, right. since he loves New Orleans, or Las Vegas. Vegas. I have I know we haven't gotten through it yet, but I have a theory that they're gonna end up in Vegas in one of these episodes. Like at the pyramid. Yeah, and be like, Well, the Freemasons took the treasure <laughs> to to the glass pyramid in the desert or some some crap. I don't know. You think the villains are gonna go to like Egypt and these kids are gonna They're gonna be, be like, like oh, actually well, we know that it's actually in Vegas because, because... it's firm, it's iron, it is resolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And, and that is it. where I leave you. I have one other thing that I'd like to mention before I we get into the movie. I also think that we kind of really brushed over it, but I want to mm-hmm. wish Nick another happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nick Cage. Yes, from all of us here, <laughs> from the whole team at <laughs> Through Nick and Thin, we want to wish you a big happy birthday. We're sending you a cake in the mail. Um, it's probably moldy by now, but we hope you enjoy the sentiment. Cake mates in a dignified fashion, so he will eat it. <laughs> So one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into the movie, I will recommend I listen to every episode of the podcast Stealing Superman, which is a podcast where they do some sort of pseudo investigative journalism about what happened to Nicolas Cage's stolen Superman comic uh, from back in uh, the year 2000. So it was really entertaining. It's not a lot of Nicolas Cage. It's a lot of comic book stuff, which is why I liked it. I I like comic books. So I recommend it. I will say the one big thing from that podcast that I took away from it was that everybody talked about like his manor and his mansion that that he had this New Year's Eve party at where the- Wasn't it in Rhode Island? No, this one I think was in LA somewhere. Okay. So he had this big party, lots of celebrities. Oh, is that where it was stolen? And that's where it was stolen, right? Mm. Because he was he took it like off of its alarm system and started showing it to everybody. So somebody thinks it got it got okay. lifted. What? Like, come on. Braggard. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that's the point, right? But um You would wh- think he would pass around his Academy Award. Although, I don't, I don't know. Most people there no, probably had, had Academy one. Awards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not impressive. Right. So, <laughs> but the point is, or or the one the one thing that I love that I can't get the image out of my mind is that the lighting fixtures, the sconces in Nicolas Cage's home were not regular. Somebody who worked there mentioned that he had his arm and bicep molded. What? I told you this for sure. And, no, you did not and tell they, me this. And they like Remember, held... we save it all for here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was about to tell you, and then you said, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. And so he just had like his arm, like his bicep, and at that time, a pretty good bicep. Honestly, still. It's, it's gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just holding the lights. Like imagine like 10 of them down a hallway. Wow. Beautiful. The, I, you're, the way that Steve's arm is positioned, I would say similar to like the Statue of Liberty, but also similar to like... I honestly don't know how it's like, positioned. Shaked. It could be well, underneath. The way that Steve is showing me <laughs> right, right now. Right. This is an audio medium. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, either like the Statue of Liberty Liberty, or also a little bit like, um, like Hamlet holding... Oh, to be or skull. not to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I imagined. Yeah. Um, kind of like maybe that or something like the beach is that way, the bay is that way, kind of thing where you're like, like walk like an Egyptian. Muscles. Yeah, or like walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> okay. But it could be like you're making a left turn on your bicycle. Where you're oh supposed God. to where you're supposed to put it. It's like the the arm up is like stop, arm out yeah, is right. Like you're doing and the arm robot down right now. Left. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Exactly. Anyway, so I highly recommend it if you're into comic book stuff. But if you're into cage stuff, 
keep listening because we're going to go through the movie old way. How's that for a segue? We should probably put a timestamp in the description How for when, when we start the movie starts because we blabbered on for a good 30 minutes. Yeah, but just I had fun just now talking with you. Yeah, I know we did, but yeah. can't tell you if you guys do. I, well, that's true. Write in, as we always say. <laughs> Send us a handwritten letter and we'll respond to you in six to ten business days. Um, okay. So we are going to go through this movie, Nick Cage Scene by Nick Cage Scene, as we always do. Um, I feel like there's something else I usually say in the beginning here, but I think we're just going to have to get right into it. What do you say, Han? Please, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie starts off in a grand fashion where there is some sort of uh, hanging situation where there's some sort of criminal being tried. He's about to be hanged. He's he's being judged. The masses have come out to see him. And who's standing there stoically looking off into the wind, looking at the man about to be hanged? But wearing a... One glorious Nicolas Cage wearing several amazing things. I think we need to just start with the winner, which is a fantastic mustache. Handlebar. Oh, it's luscious. It's beautiful. It's very clearly fake, but it is glorious. It's, it's hanging on to his face by a thread. A thread. It's like a clip-on mustache. It's like he's got a paper clip clipped to, the, to his top lip. It's really poorly done, but it's beautiful. And let's not forget his hat in this scene. It is a cowboy hat with the sides turned up. In any other movie, this would be all we talk about is his hat. But the mustache is there and it's it's beautiful. And also it's a western, so yeah. expect a lot of hats. Absolutely, absolutely. So we learn Nick Cage is like a gunslinger because something goes wrong with the hanging and Nick Cage ends up like shooting everybody and he takes it. He goes like five for five. Very unclear it's why. A, yeah. Like what his relationship is to the hanged. And like or the law. Like the law or right. the hanged person's like posse. Right. And so it's a real deadfall situation. Hung? 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 I think hanged in this hanged. situation. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah, me too. I don't know though. Right in, if you know the difference. I think it is. I think you're right. It is hanged. Mm. Yuck. Continue. So deadfall. It's a real deadfall situation. You know, like how they the, Michael Bean walks up and is like, you got a real good con going here. And it's really just men yeah. passing around a piece right. of paper. Yes. And you're like, I don't know what's actually <laughs> going on. And I don't know. Maybe we just weren't paying attention because we immediately were like, this is a bad movie. But the mustache. We never talked about huh. our journey. Like why we. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you're so right. We did skip that, and I'm so sorry. All right, we're going to change the time slots. We already got through the first scene, so that's good. Uh, There's only like a few more that are anything. Guys, this movie is limited release, which means it's only in limited theaters, which means that Steve and I, on a Saturday, drove an hour to a random town in New Jersey to watch this movie in a theater with people in it. There were people there. There were people there. We were, I would say, the youngest people there by 20 years. Yeah. And we're no spring chickens Weird anymore. Weird theater, not like your name brand, AMC, no. Regal, whatever. It was whatever. a picture show. I would actually genuinely, if we had some way for people to write into us, I would be genuinely curious if yeah, picture like, shows are elsewhere. Yeah, you have a picture elsewhere. show in your town? I, there are picture shows elsewhere because I, I was hungry on our way. So I had to <laughs> right. look up if they served food or not. And <laughs> right. it, they had a bunch of different locations. So like they are a national chain, just like a very small one. Some might call them a national treasure. <laughs> weird setup inside the theater all one level flat not no no ascending seats yeah, yeah. no stadium seats. no stadium seats thank you that's a better term yeah flat and everybody's looking up at the screen my neck hurt by the end of it but well, it had those reclining chairs which was nice yeah my neck hurt from carrying, carrying the weight, the of, this weight of this podcast <laughs> actually i'm currently carrying the weight because well you've done the most work so far yeah. yeah, yeah, so far. Yeah, so far, yeah. We haven't really gotten in, got into mine. Not much to <laughs> but tell. We did, but we did need to talk about how we drove an hour to East Windsor, New Jersey yeah. to, you know, see this movie. Well, it's, I have my, so I looked on, I have the Fandango app like a loser, and <laughs> and I have it set to a 100-mile radius. That doesn't and this, even come this up. Was, was it 101 miles? No, no, it's like, I don't know, it's less than that. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this was the only theater within a 100 mile radius that was playing it, is my point. <laughs> wild. Wild. I can't believe I totally forgot to mention that. Yeah. And then, and, we, and then we came home. And then we, and we, then we drove just, an hour. We, then got, we just came home. We got, what was that 
we got a Jimmy John's. No, no uh, Jersey Mike's. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were in Jersey, so <laughs> we got a hoagie. Got a hoagie. That's what we call it in these parts. Yeah. And sat in a movie theater, and then left and went back home. <laughs> what do you think they call large sandwiches in 1800s Wyoming? Uh, Caliwags. A Caliwag. So anyway. Nicolas Cage, presumably after the shootout, <laughs> he rides off gloriously into the sunset to go get a Caliwag. Um, except, no, he doesn't. He slowly trots on his horse into the <laughs> midday sun like a good cowboy. So we're moving into scene two, and we see a cabin, presumably Nicolas Cage's cabin. And we're like, okay, great. And a woman hanging laundry. And we say, okay, fine. We see Nick Cage maybe at some point. And then it flashes up on the screen. It says... 20 years later and we're like wow they're gonna age this man no they shaved off his non-existent mustache and, and he did... looked younger <laughs> he, he looked, looked younger. younger 20 he years looked later younger. he looked and... old haggard and ugly <laughs> yeah. in the first scene yeah. and he just looked ugly and haggard in the unreal. second scene <laughs> unreal i was thinking the whole movie i was like why isn't he wearing the mustache for the duration of the movie because they, they realized how bad the mustache was but they could have made it better i mean come on and i would have bought it it's fine but also like he comes out of his cabin and he's wearing like a little fancy boy ascot and it's like it's covering up his old man neck so he looks way younger he really young yeah <laughs> his turkey I, neck. I mean like look he's you know he's in his 50s it happens but i'm not gonna blame him but i will blame the writing and the directing for this scene because there was also like no reason that it needed well i guess there was a reason it needed to be that much time later because 20 it, years yeah because yeah, yeah. the ages of all the other people right involved yeah there was a kid that nick cage left alive at the shootout it's not gonna come up later don't even worry about it <laughs> <laughs> except of course he's the main villain of the movie because now he now the kid's like avenge his father's 20 death. or 30 or something and yeah he's got to avenge his father's death but so this scene with nick cage and his wife doing laundry it's very it's so awkward his wife i looked it up she's 20 years younger than him the actress is she was okay she's fine and, and she was just like well how you doing there nicholas cage she's like well i've been watching to do laundry well you can watch me do laundry anytime i'll watch you do anything well Oh, you gotta take our daughter to school. You gotta take our daughter to school. Not before you give me a kiss, sweetheart. And they share the most... It's it's so uncomfortable. There's no chemistry between these two. It's terrible. There rarely is with Nick and his scene partners. Yeah, absolutely. You also nudged me and pointed to your head. Um, So I presume you wanted me to mention that they also maybe dyed his hair slightly blonde for this scene, for the 20 years later scene. Did you notice that? Is that what you were trying to get me to, to... Notice? I think I was pointing to my head with the shape of a gun, like I wanted to kill myself, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> so because there's a slight breeze, uh, the wife of the household needs to stay home and make sure that the laundry doesn't blow away off the clothesline. So Nick Cage has to take his daughter to school. Nick Cage takes his daughter to school. Uh, teacher's got, oh, oh no, Pop, teacher's got the smallpox. There's no school today. You better take me home. Well, I have to open the store there, little lady. And it, it's all that always. So Nick Cage opens his store and is like, do your studies. Oh, and then the most boring scene in the entire movie comes so, up here. <laughs> I don't know if this is the most boring Steve. scene. Han. Steve. Han. Steven. You went to the bathroom during, <laughs> during the campfire scene later, and I wanted to die. <laughs> I think this might be the most boring thing ever committed to cinema. So it was at this point where I wrote down the note of... Not the movie. This, this scene that we're about to describe. Yeah. I wrote down the note of, this all feels like... Maybe it's just because I've been playing a lot of video games lately. Call me a nerd, whatever. A cutscene? But it felt like a video game cutscene <laughs> where I could just mash A through it and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, A, I don't care. I don't give a fuck about this character. Some townsfolk comes into Nick Cage's store and he's like, Well, there, Nick Cage, I need me a pound of flour. Not even a pound. He needs 20 pounds of flour. And Nick's like, Well, you know why? Why? Well, my mama loves to bake a pie every year for this time of year because it's a pie and we love to make the apple pie. But mama was picking apples from a tree that's growing next to a 
fucking porta potty, <laughs> whatever they're calling that, <laughs> latrine, and it's tasting like shit because it's growing next to shit. So mama ain't making no pie no more, which means mama's got to make a cake for this time of special year, which means I need flour. Can you get me some? Which means I need 20 fucking pounds of flour. <laughs> for one cake that mama makes because I don't know anything about bacon. <laughs> anyway, here's a shilling. Ping. And it's just like, the fuck is this? Like, skip, skip, <laughs> skip. I don't want to do this. No, it gets worse. Yeah. Steve. Oh. Yes. Come okay. on. Yes. So Nick Cage goes upstairs yeah. to get the flower. Yeah. And then this man reaches into a jelly bean jar and yeah. goes to steal a fistful of jelly beans. And then out of the corner of his eye, he notices Nick Cage's daughter staring at him. And he puts them back into the jar, and he's like, oh, I wasn't going to take them. It's just a joke I do with your papa. It's so funny. We just joke around like this. I'll just take my flower and be on my way there, little lady. And he leaves, and she goes, well, he was going to steal the the jelly beans, but he touched them. So So they're dirty, so I I got to clean them. We watched this little girl clean jelly beans for two straight minutes. And sort. One. Two, three. I'm counting to 120. Four, <laughs> five. Like that's how long we sat there and watched a little c- girl silently clean jelly she, beans. She she took them one by one. Yeah. Used a rag, wiped them, which wouldn't clean anything. What do you think? Like the point of a scene this meticulous. There was is? no fucking point, which is why I'm telling you this is the most Same. boring thing ever committed to cinema. I think we that watched no her point. color sort them yeah. these jelly beans into different jars. Probably, like, I'm, I don't think you're exaggerating. Like, I think it was genuinely two straight two minutes. Two straight minutes. Yeah. Like they, which, w- they wasted two minutes of this movie. Yeah. Making us watch a little girl hand wipe and sort. Yeah. Probably, what, like 200 jelly beans? I mean, like, no. We saw her do they had, six like or seven of them lapse. slowly. And then we saw, like, oh, the time God. lapse. And then we saw her do, like, the last three. Which is still ten... 10 jelly beans, which is nine more than we should have seen. We shouldn't have seen any. I, Why is she doing that at all? So I think what they're trying to say oh, is like, she's, she's meticulous. She's, she's like a robot. She's robotic before robots existed, right? <laughs> but like that never comes back. Her it, meticulousness and it, her robotic it does. roboticism. Barely. No, it does. Oh, I it mean, definitely I does. guess. It's like a character trait that she's like a little robot. And yeah, so is Nick. I guess. Meaning something we'll discover later oh my god anyway so anyway that i can't believe we're already at 45 minutes but i'm having fun i can because <laughs> we watched jelly beans dry for two minutes so <laughs> so anyway nick cage uh it's time to wrap up the store lock everything up and uh head home with his little girl and he heads home to find the sheriff or the marshal or whatever the fuck you want to call him and the marshal goes oh shit nick cage you're alive you're here well, some rapscallions came through your way and uh, seemed to have murdered your wife and your horse. I'm so sorry, Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is like, well, I need to bury the body, I guess. And uh, here, you take care of my little girl for a little minute here, Marshal. And um, while Nick Cage is digging a grave in the backyard. Was this the most boring scene? This was one of them because, <laughs> because the little girl sits down next to the Marshal. And the Marshal's like... Well, shoot there, little lady. I can't believe your daddy here is the old gunslinger I used to know in the West. Is Papa a bad person? Well, shoot. I don't know, little lady. I would just think that some people do good things and some people do bad things. Well, I don't know. I think Papa's a good man. I don't know if you could be good. It's that over and over, and I want to die. Yeah, but the only thing that the audience is really supposed to get out of that scene is that the little girl doesn't cry about her mom or really ask too many questions. Sure, I guess. She's kind of just like in shock. So a really weird moment happens after he buries his wife and presumably his horse and the marshals leave. Nick Cage, he starts crying and he pulls out his old guns, his old gunslinging guns. Oh my God, yeah. And uh, the sheriff said something to him like, like, you can't go seeking revenge because as long as your daughter's still alive, you have something to live for. Um, the tagline for this movie is uh-huh. revenge don't care much for the law. <laughs> Continue. In the most generic move that surprised <laughs> no one about this generic ass Western movie. So Nick Cage takes his gun and he's thinking like, as long as she's still alive, I, 
I can't go seek revenge. My daughter. My daughter is still alive. As long as my daughter is still alive, I can't go seek revenge. So he takes his gun, goes up to her bedroom, points his gun at his daughter's face. His daughter wakes up and goes, Mama wouldn't want you pointing your gun at me like that, Papa. And then goes back to sleep. And then just casually falls back (laughs) asleep. When she literally just said like 10 minutes ago, I've never even seen my Papa hold a gun. Well, your Papa used to be the best gunslinger in the West. She Mama up, wouldn't like that. Mama wouldn't like that. <sighs> Same girl. I also wanted to fall right asleep during this movie. <laughs> so Nick Cage decides instead of killing his daughter, he should take his daughter with her to go track down the killers. So he's not even really tracking down the killers. He's tracking down the marshal who is hot on the tail of the killers. Uh, the marshal's squad posse gets ambushed by the killers. Uh, by the band The Killers <laughs> and Brandon, Brandon Flowers. Flowers. <laughs> He's just up on some high mountain sniping people in the Old West. No, but that is generally what happens. So half of the Marshall's people's, uh, people die and half of them are injured. So Nick Cage sees the one who's coming back from this incident between the Marshall and, and the bad guys and says, well, we need a horse. So I'm going to steal this man's horse. I need to use you as a distraction. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not doing the Nick Cage voice. I need to use you as a distraction. And she's like, well, what should I do? And he goes, well, I don't know. Just cry or something. Just cry. And she's like, I don't know how to cry, Papa. No one ever taught me none how. And he goes, just, you know, pretend to cry. Like, you know, when we were at that funeral. Remember what the woman was saying? Just do that. She's like, what was it? And he goes, say like, where? My baby, where? She's like, like, why? My baby, why? And she totally breaks character. And then Nick breaks character, and he goes, yeah, it's like, where, my baby, where? You gonna wanna go like, where, my baby, where? And I'm like, this is like, where, where, my baby, my baby, where, where, my baby, my baby, where, where, my baby, my baby. And it's like, what is happening? I immediately got out of that movie, mentally. I had to stay there physically. But it was wild. I got up and left mentally. And I was just like... Your body was still there. <laughs> my body was just, my just body taking was notes. <laughs> yeah, just taking notes on my phone in the back. Shaking your head. Yeah. So the Nick Cage, he steals the horse. He's able to intimidate the cops or, or the marshals into, you know, revealing everything they know about the killers. <laughs> Great band. <laughs> They've had a few good hits over the years. I don't know why I keep, keep doing this bit. But... um. Nick Cage is able to track them down. There's also a really weird scene before Nick Cage tra- tracks the bad guys down to their the town that they're holed up in, where his daughter wants to learn to to shoot, and he goes, mm-hmm. "I'll teach you how to shoot. We, we'll have some time. I'll teach you how to shoot." So they go to some field, and she's doing target practice with a shotgun or maybe a rifle, and she keeps miss. And she takes no. That's what's weird. She takes one shot and, he gets and misses. At her. And he's like. You didn't do it right. You were, you were squeezing. You weren't gripping. And she's like... Pulling. Whatever. And she, and this is the face of a man who doesn't care. And, and she's like, you know what? Let me try your pistol. And then it was like... Wee, wee, and then like we just go to the next scene. We don't see her oh, take more than one shot. But you didn't see the bullet holes in her hat? No. Oh, so they were using the hat, oh, her hat clever. as target practice. She missed the hat when she was shooting with the shotgun. Mm. And then she says, can I try your pistol? And then they cut to the next scene and it's like both of them from behind her on her horse with her hat with bullet holes. I am never this perceptive. No. Well, as we discussed, I had gotten up and, <laughs> and left mentally. <laughs> I actually remember thinking, oh, that was kind of like a cute. Like that was cute. Like I a thought cute that was useless thing for the director to show us because the the director also show don't tell you know yeah the director also showed us the bad guys like intimidating Nick's wife and then like didn't show them kill her no or didn't even like get close to showing them kill her like there's been so- I assume they were gonna rape her honestly and then leave her. Yikes be that was like the energy mm. that they were giving yeah yeah because there are these four kind of big tough yeah and they were scrubby, being like yeah gross yeah, yeah not i didn't scrubby, think they were grubby. gonna murder her right but right. here we are here we are so anyway uh nick cage takes his uh uh daughter into this town and and the i don't whole, even know her name uh well so that's one of the things of this movie right is that like he keeps calling her like little girl or little lady or like my daughter 
and there's a, it's kind of a spoiler but at the very end he's like he's like calling his daughter and he goes brooke oh yeah brooke. like it's like it's some big reveal <laughs> like we first learned her name an brooke. hour and, an hour and 32 Just minutes like in yeah. something that they've never shared before and it's like who cares that her name's brooke if her name were like pistol that would be interesting but it's not who cares? Brooke's such a common name. Who gives a fuck? I don't. Maybe I missed something. But so they get in, they get into the town. In the whole movie, the bad guys are like, "Well, if Nicholas Cage catches up to us, you'll be dead before you even hear him coming." He is the most insane, the most gruesome, the most silent assassin killer you've ever met in the West. And Nick Cage has no plan going into this town where he, he knows the bad guys are pulled skills. up. No, I mean, like, he's a good shot with, like, these weapons that don't work very well for the time. And, you know, the ones that you have to reload after every <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he has a revolver, so, yeah. you know. But, like, so he gets into the town and he takes out, like, two of the four bad guys. And um, it comes down to, like, Nick Cage versus... Oh, they, like, capture his daughter. Yeah, they, they capture his daughter, and it comes down to Nick Cage and two bad guys. And uh, the main bad guy says, you don't remember me? I was the little boy from the first scene. And everyone in the audience gasped. Uh, <laughs> except they didn't, <laughs> because of course surprise. they didn't, because everybody fucking knew. But... <laughs> but um, And the main they bad... S- they said, like, the name of like the last name of the hanged man like mm-hmm. 10 times yeah. in the first scenes so that we remember that it was McAllister. Yeah. And then the first time they introduced this bad guy, this head honcho, they like gave him they they made sure to introduce him with his first and last name which was McAllister. So to no surprise to the audience, oh, it's the son. I think it yeah. <laughs> I think it was a real mistake from the writer's perspective to making re- it McAllister yeah especially this Kevin. close to it's Christmas Kevin <laughs> yeah it's Kevin McAllister it's Kevin McAllister that's the only reason and also like that's the only reason it stuck with Same. me Same. Yeah. otherwise it'd be like oh, I don't fucking care what this guy's last name is why are you right. telling me this I was right. like oh McAllister sweet yeah like from Illinois yeah yeah sweet <laughs> great but so the main bad guy says to Nick who who has now had quite a shootout and to the point where he got winged in the, in the side and he's he's a little injured and he says, you got two options. You can shoot me, but my buddy here is going to shoot your daughter. Or you can shoot my buddy here and save your daughter, but then I'm going to shoot you. What's it going to be? And of well, course... None of those options are great. No. And of course, Nick Cage just, you know, like, he protects his daughter and he gets shot by the main guy. And his daughter goes rushing over to his body. And the main bad guy is just like, I did it. I killed him. I killed Nick Cage. Yeehaw. And he's looking up at the sky and he's like, see that, daddy? I did you proud. And he goes into like full syndrome from Incredibles, like <laughs> like villain monologue, where he's just talking and talking and talking. And like, of course, the little girl turns around and takes her dad's gun and shoots him in the, fe- in the fucking head. Right between the eyebrows. Right between the eyes. Eyebrows. Yeah. Eyebrows. Eyebrows. <laughs> right between the eyebrows. And um, yeah, so he dies and the buddy's dead and the cops arrive just a touch too late because, you know, they didn't have their horses or whatever because Nick Cage stole them. And uh, Nick Cage is given his last last gasping breath. And I don't even remember what he says. Something cliche like, get along, little doggy. And, <laughs> and, he, and he, hands, he hands her a locket with a picture of her mother in it, who's, again, 30 years younger than Nick Cage. <laughs> and... And, like, the little girl is able to walk away with the money, but with no parental supervision. And presumably this 10-year-old girl just goes back to her cabin on a stolen horse. It is just totally fine. Yeah, the McAllister guy kept saying things to her like, I'll be your daddy now, which made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, super weird. (laughs) And uh, Nick Cage is supposed to be dead, but he's very clearly tensing his face, probably because it's very bright. And, um, you know, like a good cowgirl she rides off into the sunset except she doesn't she slowly trots into the midday sun in the movie ends because <laughs> they couldn't have waited they couldn't have been bothered to wait until sunset for some of these scenes that's it the sun never sets in montana you know what they say that's that's what they say that's what they got on their license plates there you know else they say in montana what is that revenge don't care much for the law Ooh, 
Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, Han, what comes next? Any closing thoughts? It was a movie. It felt like a movie because it was a movie. Yeah, it sure was. I do have some thoughts, in fact. May yeah, I share what do you them? got? Yeah, go for it. I think that an inventive take on a Western could be cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also think that Nick was itching to do a classic Western. Yeah. I wouldn't call this classic or inventive. No. no. But it was a Western. And those are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fantastic thoughts. I have a few, not nearly cagey enough. No screams in this movie, almost no. at all. Um, there no. were a few like, yeah, like to get his Get horse along, going. little doggy. <laughs> <laughs> that was his last words. Last dying breath. Yeah. Um, so I also have the note, of course, is his character really smart or really dumb? I don't know. Uh, I can't get over how generic looking the main villain was. He was just the whitest, most normal, <laughs> most poor man's dollar store Tom Hardy I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, and it's not like the kid they cast in the beginning was like a unique look. No. So no, it's not it was... like they could have cast an adult with a unique look. It was a generic looking child oh and a generic so looking generic. adult. So generic. Um, the beginning is also so generic that it's laughable, which we had a lot of fun. But the end is so boring that I'm glad I'm on my phone was the note that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we could talk about it. But I give the shopkeeper at the end for best supporting actor. And I will tell you why when we get to it. <laughs> Actually, well, I'll just tell you now because... So the plan for going into this this town <laughs> the to shopkeeper to, yeah. Maria or whatever. No, no, no. So the plan for <laughs> getting the jump on the bad guys in this town at the very end of the movie is that Nick Cage sends his daughter in and says, "Fine, go talk to the shopkeeper." Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, see what yeah, you can yeah, learn yeah, about yeah. anybody new who's come to town. And so she goes into the shop into the shop, and the shopkeeper's like, "Who are you? I've never seen you before. I don't know what you're doing here." And she launches into the monologue that Hannah gave earlier about like, well, the apples taste the like apples shit because like they shit. were next to the shit pile. But she goes, they were next to Mr. Johnson's shit pile. So those apples, they sure shit taste like shit. Excuse my language, sir. Mr. Johnson. And then the shopkeeper just goes, I don't know who Mr. Johnson is. And then the scene cuts away. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll give it to him. <laughs> okay. Great. Are we on awards already? So we are on awards, but we, yeah, we start with best supporting. So All right. Who, yeah. Yeah. Shopkeeper <laughs> at the end. Great. I think I know the answer to this, but let's confirm it. What is Nick Cage's best dressed moment? Mustache. Mustache. And of turned up hat. Of course. Uh, what is the worst Nick Cage scene? The one, uh, well, because she's not in, he's not in the jelly bean counting scene. He comes back at the end of the jelly bean counting scene. Okay. There is a really boring boring campfire scene I didn't even talk about where they sit around and talk about what it means to be dead yeah, and what it means to pay isn't debts. Isn't that when I went You to went bathroom. to the bathroom and you were like, I can't take this anymore. And I said, yeah, me neither. And I checked out mentally. I went and I threw up in the bathroom. I, <laughs> I went and threw up all my emotions in the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah. So which um, one? Campfire or uh, jelly beans? I It needs to be the jelly beans. Okay. He comes back and he says, that's enough. And Great. I'm like, I agree. Great. Um... <laughs> What is the best Nick Cage scene? Um, maybe the shootout at the end. Yeah. I honestly don't know what else there would be. Maybe the first scene. Maybe the scene when he like imprisons the law enforcement people. Yeah. He's like kind of half intimidating them into getting information. I don't know. I think it's probably between the first or the last scene, to be honest. All right. The last one. Okay, great. And what was the best scream? We don't really have one. Yeehaw. Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, to get the horse going. Fair enough. And the most nouveau shamanic moment. I'm going to go with wham, wham, my baby, my baby. Oh, my God. You're so right. That is that is absolute gold. Okay. Wham, wham, my baby, my baby. Fantastic. All right, Han, we've done 103 movies. It is now on you to, now 104, to rank this one. So a great kind of shortcut is scale of 1 to 100. Where do you put this movie? 1 is best, 100 worst. Yes. Mm-hmm. 80. Okay. 
Let me see what's around 80, and we'll go from there. Number 80 is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Worse. Worse than Ghost Rider. <laughs> season of the Witch. Better. Okay, so great. That that was easy. So between <laughs> Season of the Witch and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. All right, that didn't take very long at all. Fantastic. Um, all right, Han. Well, that's going to do it, I think. The next time we'll see you um, might be for Butcher's Crossing. But or it, Renfield. Or it might be for Renfield. So um, Renfeld? Renfield? Field? Feld? Feld? I don't know. We'll find out. You'll find out next time. <laughs> okay. I thought we were, I, I lost track of the recording for a second. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we were still recording. I'm leaving that in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'll find out next time. Oh, God, is what I was thinking. <laughs> when did we stop? Okay. Yeah, you'll find out next time on... No, wait, that's not how we sign this off. How no. do we sign this off? Do you have anything else to share? Like, happy no. birthday, Nick Cage? Happy birthday, Nick Cage. God, I feel like... I, I can't believe that I'm the only one that's started the happy birthday train <laughs> three times. <laughs> yeah. And, Your uh, birthday wishes are lost on him, is what I mean to say. But for everyone else, just remember, we'll always be here for you through Nick and Finn. We'll talk to you next time, guys. And Han, I'll talk to you next time we have a podcast. <laughs> See you then. <laughs>